Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time again for Never Sleeps Network's Talkin' Wrestling. I am your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining in with us. We've got a great show for you today, but before we get to that, don't forget to hit us up on all the social medias. On the Twitter, go to at TNWpod. On Instagram, you can find us at Talkin' Wrestling Podcast. That's not talking wrestling. Talk and wrestling. Just very simple, all right? We're two letters short. We had to make adjustments. So, Talking Wrestling podcast on the Instagram and uh, drop us a Gmail at talkingwrestling at gmail.com. Remember, the postcard giveaway is still ongoing. If you send us a postcard, no, wait, you give us a review on iTunes and a five star rating, we send you a postcard from the 80s of one of five wrestlers that you'll get to choose from that's the deal and i'm just going to tell you this right now in december i'm doing a show with ricky the dragon steamboat and i'm going to get him to autograph his own postcard and that will be a special raffle that we'll do for whoever reviews that show the ricky the dragon steamboat show where i have the postcard handy um we're going to uh put all the reviews together and draw a winner and send out an autographed ricky steamboat postcard from the 80s before he was the dragon back when he was tagging with youngblood wearing a red satin jacket like a like an awesome rapper from the 90s regardless it's time to get on with the show folks Today, I have another tag team. This tag team is called Beautiful Disaster. (laughs) I don't know who Beautiful is, but I have a feeling I know who the disaster is. First of all, we have from the Cottage Comedy Festival, Cottage Country Comedy Festival, and from Sirius Satellite Radio XM, Tyler Morrison is here in the house. Give me a say. Hello, Tyler. Welcome to it. Casey Corbin, it's nice to be here in this glorified pup tent you call a fucking home. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, since we're recording this at my home, the most requested guest on Talking Wrestling from issue one, back here at issue 19 or 20, depending on what week I want to air this, Jeff McHenry is in the house. Thank you. Thank you. Now, when I say in I the was, house, he's in the room over there, but we're going to have him over here in a second. I was just trying to get breakfast and got conned into this. Yeah. Well, you're here, and uh, we were watching wrestling last night. So we were. It seems only natural that you should be on the show again. Uh, no, I'm happy to be back, uh, Casey. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Now, we know a lot about Jeff. We already know his history, but Tyler, we'll start with you. When did you get into wrestling? What was your first premonition, and what do you remember earliest? I started watching wrestling uh, when I was just a little kid. My earliest wrestling memories, I don't even remember, I'm pretty sure. One of the things my mom would tell me is when I was a little kid, uh, my favorite wrestler was Rowdy Roddy Piper, and that's when Piper was number one heel in the game. So I was always cheering for the bad guys, even as a little kid. I really started getting into it probably around WrestleMania 5, WrestleMania 6. That's you know when I kind of knew a little bit more about what was going on. But we used to watch that, you know, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, the cartoon. Like, that, we were big into that. We had those, uh, Loved it. you know, those little finger fighters. You put your finger up their 
plastic thumb, ass. Thumb wrestlers. Yeah, the thumb wrestlers. We used to have those. We, you know, we had all the toys. The uh, hillbilly. That's my Andre from rock and wrestling. <laughs> hillbilly. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So we had all those toys, and uh, you know, the the big uh, rubber wrestlers and stuff like that. So my brother and I, we were always just beating the shit out of each other. It was, you know, the it was the best. We just watched that, you know, all the time. Yeah, I can't, I can't even remember my earliest wrestling memory, but it was for sure a huge part of our childhood growing up. We've talked about the uh, the wrestlers on past episodes, like the wrestling dolls. And what was cool with the wrestling dolls is that they got posters that came with them. Do you remember the posters? Yeah, yeah. Where it was like them in the ring and it was like the dolls, but the cartoon version of the dolls. And it had, like, I saw one person get um, a Heart Foundation sign, one signed by the Anvil one time. Oh, nice. I wanted to roll them in the parking lot. I wanted to take them, like, hey, geek, you know, give me that. Give me that autograph. Anvil would probably roll someone in the parking lot to get a hold of one of those these days, eh? Just pull an O.J. Simpson. I need my memorabilia back so I can buy a little bit of crack. <laughs> he's, having, he's having a tough go, eh? Holy. He's, still, he's I I think he's doing better. I hope so. Last time I saw him on video, it looked like he was, uh, you know. When I met him, he was sound of mind, like of sound mind, and he looked good. Oh, good. And uh, yeah, and that he was, was there. 1993. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, oh. we were watching wrestling last night. We were watching. Yeah. Uh, now Tyler is like oh, for, for for those for those of you who don't know Tyler. Tyler is an incredible writer at writing clean no clearly offensive material not um <laughs> yeah not when, not good you know when like <laughs> I, I you know when I, like when i was younger i used to write a lot of edgy material and it's i, I couldn't wait for the next tragedy to happen it's like oh boy it's like that's one tower well i've already got three jokes you know but but you are clearly i think one of the best joke writers thank you in the country and uh and especially when it comes to roasts um you are a fantastic uh roaster and uh and you uh, you've roasted wrestlers in the past right yes that's true the like, uh what, what roasts have you been involved in well the wrestling one mainly was the the iron chic they roasted him in Toronto, and it was at the Dark Comedy Festival, and uh, it was Rob Mayhew produced it, and uh, I'd done the festival a couple years, and I think I, uh, yeah, I weaseled my way onto the Ed the Sock roast. I was like the only guy on it that he didn't know, and yeah. I don't think he was too happy at the time about me being on that particular roast, because he just wanted to keep it to like his friends and stuff, but some of his friends are like batshit crazy. Like, people were going off the rails. They didn't really prepare. There was only a couple comedians on it. Uh, Ron Sparks was on it, if you can call him a comedian, and uh, <laughs> Andre Ruda. Andre Ruda. If he's the greatest Canadian comedy award winner of all time. He's unbelievable at winning awards. 18 comedy awards. <laughs> and 18 minutes of material. I like to think that that's just an inside joke that he has with himself. <laughs> but it's not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, those two guys are on. And, and so I did, I did really well on that roast. And so the next year when uh, Iron Sheik's managers uh, were working with them to, to do the roast, there's a bunch of uh, comedians like, you know, Gilbert Gottfried was on it. Jesse Joyce, who's one of the writers of uh, Comedy Central Roast. And mm -hmm. he was Greg Giraldo's writing partner, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, who's also a writer on the roast and yeah. does lots. So those guys were all on it, but I was like the only Canadian standup that was on it. They pushed to get me on that. Yeah. And so the other wrestlers on it was it was uh, Iron Sheik, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, 
Um, I can't think of. I don't think there was any other wrestlers in the Toronto one. Um, there might there might have been, but it was a it was a real circus, right? That was when Rob Ford was uh, at like the prime at the, of, prime, at the peak the, of being the pinnacle of of, of excess. Yeah, it was it was a really crazy time in Toronto. And then Iron Sheik and Brutus Beefcake went down to uh, like the city hall and like confronted Rob Ford, and it ended up being the national news story all across uh, Canada. And that was like the day so of wait, the roast. What it was, uh, the Sheik was probably just being crazy. Yeah, and they're challenging and then, Rob Ford to a fight. And then Brutus is like, I think the brother needs a haircut. <laughs> Pretty much, man. I heard like, you beat my brother Hulk Hogan in an arm <laughs> wrestle. And I think it's time to do some cutting and strutting. Yeah, so the, the, like that's really mainly what they did. But they ended up getting because it's such a like a media circus around Rob Ford. They just like tapped into that and made yeah. it even crazier. And so that night, like the show was like was sold out. It was lined up down the street and like everywhere you went in the neighborhood uh, where the Royal Theater is, there's like all these like restaurants were like naming all their like specials after the Iron Sheik. It was pretty cool. Like they're naming their drinks after it and stuff. So the that was my first uh, kind of uh, introduction to that side of it. And I ended up uh, having a really good set on that. So they asked me to do uh, the one in Hamilton the next night. And uh, that went pretty good as well. And then once they did, they they brought it down to New York to do it at uh, Caroline's. They asked me to come down for that too. And that one was probably the craziest roast i've ever been on it was uh iron chic being roasted nikolai volkov was there virgil was there the blue meanie was on it uh new jack like new jack if you don't know who he is no i don't nobody wants to fuck with new jack did he's, you roast new jack oh yeah oh jesus were oh, you scared no not really but he like he's four fucking, adjustable homicides yeah well maybe five after he's done with your jokes i don't know man i'm pretty fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it was it was really uh you know, kind of a weird lineup of guys. And then you had comedians. You had Kurt Metzger, Jesse Joyce, Tony Hinchcliffe. There's some, like, heavy hitters on the show. But uh, the wrestlers, they didn't – some of them didn't really know. They didn't really understand, like, the roasting side of it. So they did, couldn't take a joke. Obviously, New Jack – New Jack didn't like it and made fun of Virgil fucking hated it. Virgil, like, I ripped the fuck out of Virgil, and I knew he wasn't happy, but I think he, like, thought that Kurt Metzger was the one that just did that to him. So he fucking karate chopped Kurt Metzger in the chest, but I think that karate chop was for me. <laughs> oh, And probably. Metzger just took the bump. Probably. <laughs> From what Ted DiBiase has told me, Virgil is not the smartest person oh, Virgil in, is a, a, in a room filled with him. Fucking like, maniac, dude. And so, and like, but what, what was happening is like, Virgil was getting the crowd really wound up, and the crowd—it's a wrestling crowd. They're unforgiving, you know. Yeah. They do like the one in Toronto. Todd Shapiro got booed off the fucking stage. It still haunts him to this day. Uh, <laughs> 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 and then, and then in, in New York, like Virgil had this crowd at like there. It was like the at the boiling point. I know if you talk to some of the comics that were there, like Jarrett Campbell and uh, Pavone and those guys and Mayhew, they thought like at any minute. It, this thing could erupt into a in, like a giant uh, brawl a royal rumble it, it almost did and someone was like yelling at them at uh, virgil to like hit jesse joyce and like the crowd was like getting behind that like and i could tell jesse joyce wasn't liking that at all like <laughs> and i was just thinking like if if virgil hits him i'm gonna have to punch virgil <laughs> but my like 
my line of like where if I had to hit him, he would have went flying right over the iron sheik and probably broke the sheik's leg and landed on the front table, <laughs> and then everyone would have got killed on the show. So it was a, it was just a real weird situation. I was glad that I went early on that roast because the crowd, you know, they turned against the comedians by the end of it. If they did a roast at the WWE, like the yearly annual WWE roast, they would end it in a food fight somehow, like in some eighties promo that they you know that we watched on superstars or or they still do it today they'll be backstage at raw and everybody and there'll be a cake and then there's just a big food fight for some reason and it's todd ah. pentengale's there with his fucking mullet <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is awesome now do you remember any of the jokes that you uh, did for Virgil? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jeff, you wrote one uh, yeah, that I used. Casey's favorite joke. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember it? Uh, yeah, it was like uh, it was like uh, Virgil was once called uh, Vincent as a, uh, a dig at his old boss, Vince McMahon. That's why he now goes by the name of Night Manager at Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was, well, I did that. So, joke. Yeah. Well, it was so it was so funny because when I found out that you wrote that joke, because when K Treb was on the podcast in our fourth episode, he's like, "Well, I think I can say this now. I think it's some people know." And the Benoit joke was actually written by Tyler Morrison. Now, did he tell like, that joke on the? That, you want to tell that? I joke? don't even remember which one it was, but he did it, he did it on the comedy. Yeah, show. the Chris Benoit joke yeah. where. It was it was something along because it went viral the next day on Reddit like mm -hmm. and wrestling nerds were going nuts for it because this guy comes on stage in a roast battle and does a wrestling joke <laughs> at Earl Skakel <laughs> who totally got it because he was emulating a wrestler the he's entire a time. Wrestling fan, he's, was, he co-hosts a podcast with Rowdy Piper's Piper. Piper. Yeah, yeah, and it was just so funny because so the line went to something like. Uh, Earl, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be like K-Trav. Um, I don't have. I usually I don't have to try to be like K-Trav. I get mistaken for him all the time. You know, when it, we we on many occasions we've been mistaken for each other. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, it's just basically. Uh, Earl, your favorite wrestler is Chris Benoit. So why don't you be like Chris Benoit and just go kill yourself and everyone that you has ever <laughs> to go kill yourself and anyone that has ever loved you. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, so I said, so I, I came in and I, I told that joke to Jeff. I was like, it's so funny that Kate Trev admitted it. I was like, oh, and I was like, Tyler's such a good joke. I remember watching that Virgil fucking when he roasted Virgil. And I said, and he did this joke about, and I then McHenry's like, hey, that's my joke. Yeah, I yeah that, was, that was Jeff's. For, he wrote that one for me. I think that was the only one that I used that I think uh, someone else wrote on that one. But like, yeah. it was perfect. And the other one I did, uh, I'm trying to think. That, oh, I go, did someone say Candyman in the mirror five times? No. So then, what the fuck is Virgil doing here? <laughs> you charred corpse of a man. You look like Weekend at Burn Victims. <laughs> Django Unpaid. Yeah, Django yeah, Unpaid. Virgil, as I call him, Django Unpaid. And that then, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, I, the only, oh, I take a swing at you, but that would be hitting below the poverty line. <laughs> there is one I had about uh, this, one of the great, two of the, yeah, two of the greatest moments uh, in the civil rights movements are one when Rosa Parks uh, stood up to all those white people on the bus, and the other one was when, uh, Virgil was able to sit at the front of the bus to get here tonight. 
<laughs> we we were telling. Uh, I told this story to uh, Ted DiBiase off air when I met him. Uh, this is a true story. So um, one night there was a big superstars taping in Ottawa, and we were probably in grade uh, twelve at the time, and uh, we all went to the superstars taping. Me and my buddies. But all my buddies wanted to go out after, like, let's go to Hall, let's go to Hall. That was the thing, because we were 18, and we could drink in Hall. We could yeah. drink in Ontario. So uh, we wanted to go to Hull, and I didn't want to go to Hall because I had my dad's truck, and my dad's truck does not go to Hall on weeknights. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's a no-go. That's a no-fly zone. So I had to have the truck home. So all the guys left, and maybe two of the guys came back with me. And then the next day at school, the guys showed up, and the, the word was out wrestlers showed up at city club oh, <laughs> five wrestlers showed up mr perfect the berserker hawk virgil and skinner i think were, were the five wrestlers that showed up berserker threw someone down the stairs that's like the worst wrestler <laughs> yeah it's like, this side of sebastian booger it's like we, it's like we oh my god when i was having breakfast with ted dibiase um fucking guy comes up he's like you know bastion booger yeah he plays on our softball team oh fuck. Like, why the fuck do you have to tell us that I, anytime i see a wrestler i gotta go tell him that mike smith plays on our ball was it i when sebastian booger died i posted on facebook uh sad sad news today sebastian booger passed away i'd like to send out my sincere condolences to everyone in the booger family <laughs> Just I, would like, I, would, I would like to send out my sincere my oh i know we're trying again I would like to send out my sincere condolences to all the pallbearers having to carry Bastion Booger. Oh, fuck. And uh, he's still alive, so these jokes are fine. Is um, he still alive? I yeah. thought he died. I think he's still alive. Uh, no, no, he's know. still alive. He's on a softball team. Um, so you got anyway. check that. No, he's, yeah, softball. I wouldn't have made that joke unless it was someone reported. I hope that was like uh, the celebrity hoax of the day. Sebastian <laughs> Booger died. Yeah, so it was crazy. So anyways, these wrestlers go out. And I remember my buddy Scott Barton went up to Mr. Perfect and said, uh, he said, hey, I really like that gum trick. Is he dead? Yeah, he's toast, man. Okay, well, that's September 11th, 2010. Oh, that's the that's worst. A that's the worst tragedy that ever happened on that date. <laughs> I was, you, you just beat me to it. You just beat me to it. Like, I was about to say, that's the worst 9-11 ever. Yeah. 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 Um, Died after a match with the Twin Towers. <laughs> 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 that's, the best, that's, the best ever, that's the best ever was uh, was I said this to Jeff last night like the best uh, t-shirt I've ever seen is boss man and Akeem yeah. and underneath it just says never forget <laughs> that's and great. I was like I was like but clearly you can't wear that in public that's an inside shirt 9-11 mm -hmm. is an inside shirt oh fuck that's um, funny there's a guy going around playing softball who has claimed the identity <laughs> of Bastion Booger <laughs> <laughs> Man's been dead for six years. There's some imposter out there. It's not even Theodore. It's not even that. But Norman the Lunatic. No, he's going with Bastion Booger. Yeah, he picked his worst persona. I was like, <laughs> and he goes around telling people that. Well, I've gotten older and I don't look like Bundy anymore, so I guess I'm going with Bastion Booger. Just, I love the idea of a guy going around and lying like that. It's like, yeah, I fucked Luna Vashon. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be there used to be a Willie uh, Nelson impersonator. They used to go like these. Every Lone Star Lone Star 
Star uh, Cafe or Lone Star Texas Bar and Grill, they used to have all have Willie Nelson booths. <laughs> so this Willie Nelson impersonator used to show up unannounced whenever, especially if Willie Nelson was in town. Oh, he man. would show up and just eat for free. That's take so pictures good. Of everyone, and then fuck off. And then he found out years later that wasn't the real Willie Nelson. We're going to go off-roading for a second now that you bring that up because I know you're a huge Van Halen fan. you yeah. got to remember this. If, like Probably like seven or eight years ago. It might have been even longer. Like could have been 10 years ago. There was that David Lee Roth impersonation impersonator yeah. looked exactly like David Lee Roth. And there's all these David Lee Roth sightings around like Kitchener Waterloo. <laughs> And this made the news. This made the fucking press. Like, this was a big story. But David Lee Roth, like, uh, was going around partying with people. And my buddy Rigby is a huge... We're huge Van Halen fans. We love the original Van Halen the best, especially Lee Roth. And he's like, you'll never guess who I'm fucking partying with right now. He's partying with David Lee Roth. It's like the greatest, like, night of his life. They're playing Guitar Hero, doing (laughs) jump kicks and shit. And then it turns out, like, the next day, this guy's a David Lee Roth imposter. And it was like it was. Uh, we you could probably Google it and like pull up the story. But he was like a he got pulled over or something, and that like somehow became like uh, a national news story. This David Lee Roth impersonator. My buddy's got a story. Uh, his buddy was working at a restaurant in New York City, and they were opening the patio at like ten thirty a.m., getting ready for the lunch rush. And all of a sudden, this guy comes jogging down the street. And he stops at the patio. He looks at the guy and he goes, you got any cheeseburgers, man? <laughs> and then the guy looks at him. He like takes his glasses off. And he's like, holy fuck, it's David Lee Roth. He goes, for you? Yeah. So then he goes in. He goes, come on in. He's like, Roth. He's fire up the grill. David Lee Roth wants cheeseburger. Anyways, that story is from Vince Averill, who... Uh, <laughs> Who told me that story? And uh, just to let you know, Vince Averill. Oh, this story. Is, now, what's going on? Was David Lee Roth in Kitchener Waterloo? Oh, this is fucking ridiculous. Um, I just Googled it and he's up to no good still. <laughs> Roth impersonator charged. And this is like just recently. This is. In- you see that guy? <laughs> yeah, that's not David Lee Roth. He wouldn't even fool me. I'd be like, you're not Roth. This is a, a British Columbia man previously known around the Brantford area. This is, a, this is yeah, for successfully impersonating David Lee Roth, the lead singer of Van Halen, is facing numerous child sex charges <laughs> dating back to 2006. <laughs> hey, my buddy's just doing jump kicks with a child molester. <laughs> this story keeps getting worse. Hey, getting worse. what song were you guys singing? Ice Cream Man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, according to Salmon Arm Observer, so he's in Salmon Arm, uh, uh, BC, David Kuntz Angel, David Kuntz Angel, <laughs> appeared in, a, in court on July 4th where a publication ban was put in place, a warrant for his arrest, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Oh, he got in a whole bunch of shit. He was being a bad little boy. Bozy bop. Yeah. This was... Uh, uh, the Brantford Expositor reported Cunt's Angel, uh, <laughs> who was living in uh, Cambridge at the time, was stopped for speeding by Ontario Provincial Police on May 23rd, 2008. He told officers he was having an, aller- having an allergic reaction to nuts and that he was David Lee Roth. <laughs> he was sent immediately to a Brantford hospital where he would recover hours later. That evening, he was seen partying in a Brantford club and identified himself as Roth while posing for pictures. A Cambridge high school buddy was, who was involved in the local music scene and didn't want his name used would occasionally bump into cunt's angel a drummer
drummer in a rock band called Majesty. <laughs> he didn't mince words about the man who is often mistaken for the Van Halen rocker. He's never changed. He was always hustling and scamming. I think he's a sociopath. <laughs> this is great. Oh, that's insane. So, a little bit off-roading on the wrestling thing, but you know that's what? That's all right. But yeah, as Willie Nelson that's said. A fantastic story. <laughs> the, um, so, oh, okay. we're in Hull. Mm-hmm. The wrestlers are there. And the next day, everybody comes back and everybody's telling us the stories about the wrestlers and Berserker. And then one of my buddies comes up, and the only person we didn't know that was with the group was Virgil. But my buddy comes up and he's like, I got something last night that you might be a little bit jealous of. And I was like, Oh my God, you get a blowjob in Hall? You know, like, what did you get? And then he's like, No. <laughs> From he, Pat Patterson. He rolls up his, <laughs> he rolls up his sleeve. And on his arm, he has a giant lettering, Virgil. <laughs> like, that guy signed his autograph. He's like, Virgil. I'm like, I'd be more impressed if it said virgin. Like, you know, like, that is just ridiculous. Who wants a Virgil tattoo? Oh. And they don't even, wrestlers, that's the thing. When they do, there are when they sign autographs, a lot of them don't sign their names. Like, uh, Steve Austin, somebody got his autograph one time. He just signs Austin 316. It's yeah. like, well, you can't put that on a check. You yeah, know, yeah. The Undertaker. What does he sign? The dead. Undertaker. Dead man. I'm. Yeah. I don't sign autographs because I'm dead. So. By the um, way, we got to give a shout out to uh, Byway for having so many wicked wrestling shirts back in the day. <laughs> that was the fucking best. I used to have so many Stone Cold University shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Stone Cold University. Yeah. SCU Stone Cold. Yeah. yeah. I had that one too. Austin three sixteen. What other Austin? I had. I had like uh, that one. I had um, Austin three sixteen, the original. I had Blood from a Stone, Austin 316. And then I had one where his, half his face was robot. Yeah. The other half was like, if he wore it on TV, I bought it on. I yeah, bought he's it the man. Way. I used to have a good, I had a good Undertaker shirt. My brother picked up a nice Bret Hart sharpshooter shirt there. That was <sighs> fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Any Bret Hart shirt is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Remember the one day you wore your wrestling shirt to school? Faggot! Okay, well, we won't be breaking this one out <laughs> during the weekday. I, I, this is a weekend shirt. I, 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 this is a not leaving my house shirt. Yeah, most wrestling shirts are inside shirts. Uh, wrestling was so popular at my school, you could wear your wrestling It was popular, but it's still pussy, going. But Dude, yeah, I, was yeah. going, I was going out to bars and nightclubs wearing Degeneration X shirts, and I didn't oh, give yeah. a fuck. Some might be like... His the people that knew what I what it was were like nice shirt I'm like suck it you know and uh, <laughs> and then and then the people that didn't just didn't they just thought it was a band Degeneration X who mm-hmm. knew or Stone Cold and then every now and again I'd be wearing a Stone Cold shirt somebody throw me a couple beers and then I'd clink them together on the picnic table and do the Stone Cold <laughs> and everybody go nuts oh it was ridiculous I love being in my mid 20s going out to bars wearing wrestling shirts <laughs> Never got laid. Never got laid. One of my buddies, uh, Heavy Evie, showed up to a party one time, just no shirt, wearing a WWF belt, <laughs> and he just goes on the roof of this cottage and just jumps off the roof, and then he's having everyone whip him in the back with their belts. Just a maniac. Like, that guy should be the hardcore champion of Muskoka. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody else Who is he wrestling? No one. Just, just, just no going one. fucking crazy. That's yeah. insane. That's insane. Was it a belt that he made? No, like it was like a legit, like, I think he bought it somewhere. <laughs> See, I got no respect for that. 
<laughs> See, I look at I made myself a, I couldn't carry my giant check around the comedy clubs to tell everybody that I was a winner from the Brantford Comedy Club Festival. So I made a championship Brantford Comedy Fest championship belt. <laughs> Mike Rita go. doesn't have one, but I got one. <laughs> so and I, I, I have not left the house with it. I just I won the was, Hogtown Comedy Festival in two thousand three. I should get one made up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ruby's probably wearing it right now. Yeah, fuck it. Who, it was Russell Oliver, the cash man, presented me with a $50 check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, and then... Yeah. bounced. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's the cash man. Yeah, what a fucking gong show that was. <laughs> Great Canadian laugh-off comes around like two years later, $25,000 fucking... Jeff McHenry wins that shit. Yeah, this house is filled with champions. That's what I said when, <laughs> when I came home and saw Jeff. I was like, we are a house of champions. <laughs> I did win one, one comedy contest that paid a thousand bucks. That was all right. The Dark Comedy Festival. The one comedy, my first comedy fest that I ever won was uh, uh, in 2008. I won the Pinoy Fiesta Super Laugh-In. There you go. And, uh, the there the was, super laughing. The, but the Pinoy Fiesta. <laughs> there were no Filipino comics, comics on the show except for Ernie Vincent. <laughs> and he was like in, in high school, I think. They called him Ducky because they all had nicknames. And Matt Billen told me about it because some uh, Filipino guy called him up. and was like, you come to a comedy contest. And so he went and did the comedy contest. And he asked me to go. So there was like the three of us and some black kid that was in high school that did impersonations. And the winner, <laughs> 300 to the winner, 200 to second place. Well, I won. Matt came second. And I was really happy until I realized that we were going up against each other in the Bite TV final that week. And uh, I was like, oh, I think I just wasted my win on, yeah. on this. And he's like, I still got one. But we had deals in both. We split 250, 250, and then yeah. we split 4,000 and 1,000. Oh, that's okay. So, yeah, that's where he got his giant check. Doing those deals is smart, I think. Yes, it is. Yes. Did you do any deals with anyone? No, no. That, no, that was before they started doing that sort of stuff. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, you, you won anyway, so yeah. fuck them all. Yeah. 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 If you win a comedy, like a comedy uh, competition or whatever, like this is my move is I just buy a round of drinks for all the comics and then I fucking leave because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to stick around with all the losers and have them thinking that I'm buying fucking drinks all night. You buy one fucking round so everyone thinks Everybody else guy, left bounce. when I won. Everybody left before me. Because no one wants to fucking hang out in Brantford. <laughs> <laughs> or have to listen to me. You know? Yeah, that would be a yeah. fucking oh traumatizing God. experience. I didn't think I was going to win. So... <laughs> You know, I just, uh, I didn't think, I didn't think 43 year olds win comedy competitions. Like, I didn't think they entered them, but. No. Times are tough. Times are tough. When I saw you one, I was like, oh yeah, you could probably use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Now you're in my house. You're like, yeah, you could definitely use that. <laughs> yeah. You sure you fucking need to make up that belt? Maybe you should have fixed the fucking. And trim. <laughs> no, 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 we don't do any of that. This is a rental. This yeah. is a rental. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, you know, we're not into fixing things here. 
<laughs> look at look at the look at the the wall, the wall over there like that that's is, the wall of fucking fame <laughs> that's, uh, that's the wall of fame and uh, and miss fucking screws this place looks like a place where a wrestler would die so so lex luger if you're listening <laughs> Now, we watched WrestleMania 2 this week, uh-huh. and we thought maybe we could do... Are, t- are you picking me up on this? Thing yeah, you're, you are coming in my ear very fine. Okay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm. that's why I've been holding my mic in between us as well. Oh, I see. So, I think you're this is a fine. This is a real top-notch fucking production we got going on well here. well some of us doesn't some of us don't want to leave the house and go down to the studio to do it so <laughs> you know once i get my money from the contest maybe we'll get one with four prongs and i'll be able to have more guests but, <laughs> you know busting balls this guy this roommate just busting balls uh, we watched WrestleMania 2, and uh, which is the I think it's fair to say it's the uh, one of the worst WrestleManias. Yeah, you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a bad WrestleMania. It's weird because they split it up into three different cities. They're tr- they're really it was early on, right? So they're trying everything. Yeah, but like. I don't know. I did like the uh, Piper T boxing match. I thought that was fucking sweet. It's all right. I thought the first card is was like um, is the worst. Like yeah. who is who went from. Wait a minute. So we're yeah. Orndorff goes from the main event of WrestleMania one. Yeah, that's to the weird. Opening match in WrestleMania two. That's when, weird, when man. Earlier in the year, he drew seventy eight thousand people in Toronto. At well, not earlier in the year, but the summer before that WrestleMania. The war to settle the score was it or no? They did uh, the big event in Toronto. Seventy eight okay. thousand. Fuck. Orndorff versus Hogan. And uh, by that time, so Bundy and Hogan were in the main event. Yeah. But, um, you know, how old was Bundy when he was doing it? Bundy looks like, I don't think the guy ages because he's always looked like he's four. I think it's because he doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's hard to tell a man's age when he has no eyebrows. That's right. But what, he was a big fucking guy. He was like 440 pounds, I think, six yeah. foot six. 468 or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a big dude. There was a main event where they had him and... Uh, Uncle Elmer against each other, and they had the way off. Fuck. And uh, I, he looks like a fucking thumb with tits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like him. He's in the movie uh, Moving with Richard Pryor yeah, too. Hey, what yeah. a cameo! Imagine that guy showing up to move your house. Oh, I would be happy. He could lift a piano. <laughs> like, um, yeah, he is fantastic in Richard Pryor movie. I love that movie too. Yeah, is everything where they see the perfect house and they're like. We're taking it with us. That pool? Yeah, we're taking it with us. Okay. So Richard Pryor. So Jeff, what do you what do you think of Mania? Oh man. Oh, I got a bunch of I got a bunch of notes uh, here. Uh, yeah. First of all, I love Susan St. James. Your aunt is on commentary. That's your aunt does play by play for WrestleMania. Well, it's not my aunt. <laughs> it's everyone's aunt. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's stop. If I had a time machine, I'd want to go back and bang Susan St. James. Oh, fuck, she was hot, man. Yeah. I loved her on Saturday Night Live when she hosted, too. It would be Jane Curtin's for her. <laughs> the, the Jane Curtin call. The Jane Curtin call. <laughs> yeah. He the, might not be smart, Vince, but at least he has respect for women. There you go. There's. That's, <laughs> as God is my witness, he's broken in half. Who's she talking about? Harvey Weinstein? Uh, she was talking about George's the Animal Steel. We're one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> 
who, when you saw George Steele pop up on the screen, you went, oh, Christ. <laughs> George. I've never been a fan of George the Animal Steel. I don't like He bites either. the fucking turnbuckle harder than Pat Patterson bites his pillow. <laughs> <laughs> How now, brown cow? <laughs> That was a fucking weird match too, Macho Man and uh, and George yeah. Amell Steele. And they carried that feud all the way to WrestleMania three. Yeah, like because he was like, obsessed with Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah, that was Macho Man was obsessed with Elizabeth. Well, they were both obsessed with Elizabeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Elizabeth didn't feel safe <laughs> with which with, with which Where was one. George Amell Steele when Elizabeth was with Luger. That's what I need to know. <laughs> Why wasn't he taking her away then? <laughs> Could have saved her life. <laughs> oh man! So, so what else, Jeff? What else do we got on there? Uh, Jeff took all the notes while I made comments. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, the first match. Uh, Paul Orndorff makes uh, the 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 Chinese. Oh eyes my God! Yeah. At, uh, <laughs> he does. He puts his hands in, pulls his eyes sideways, and he looks at Mr. Fuji. Goes, oh, 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 like this to Mr. Yeah. Fuji. I'm uncalled for. No, <laughs> Fuji's an asshole. Uncalled. For. Maybe he was just trying to get the salt out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a great taunt if you're seven years old or whatever age Tyler Morrison currently is. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're totally not above doing that. <laughs> I did it in traffic on the way here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so awful. We, what other what other matches do we have there? Uh, George Wells. George Wells showing up in his Argos pants. Was it? Yeah, he was playing for the CFL, he, right? Yeah, he used to play in yeah. the Argos. That's what he was wearing. No, I'm not. I'm not joking. Those are his Argo pants that he played in i made a note here about before we get into that i made a note toronto of, argonauts folks i made a note about uh, mr wonderful's he-man haircut he <laughs> <laughs> looks like a he-man he action guy. figure with a haircut like that i bet you he gets more mitt than a lesbian named brenda with a wicked arm and softball <laughs> <laughs> that was my fucking note for that match <laughs> george wells and jake the snake and uh you know oh my god that's where jake the snake he, he's uh, spitting up he's spitting up spit the snake is he's trying to get the snake to strangle him mm-hmm. in there where was PETA in the early 80s when it came to wwe where were where was, was black it? lives matter when jake the snake was taunting george wells with a fucking python yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, jake so, the snake is a fucking weird dude eh oh well yeah still yeah but crazy crazy so many stories in his him. prime though coming in again oh like, in his prime he was the original stone cold i think guys must have been probably a little bit intimidated by him even if they're like working with him eh he's so tall he's like six yeah. five six six he's a big dude look like a dude. baseball pitcher really yeah. he like that type he of does build. look a little like uh eckersley yeah yeah with that mustache and long hair maybe oh yeah eckersley with a fucking bad coke habit <laughs> <laughs> with a coke addiction that would make the olsen twins so jealous they'd shut the fuck up and eat <laughs> <laughs> what we got next? Yeah. Everyone was doing blowback then, though, oh, eh? Yeah, he fucking couldn't get a fucking bad ticket at the fucking WWF because the fucking nosebleed section was in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we had the uh, the guest uh, judges for the boxing match. Oh yes, which in- included Herb, and you had to explain to me what so the fuck he, a Herb is. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, who the fuck is Herb? And I had to tell him. Burger King. When Wendy's had this character called the Where's the Beef Woman. Yep. And she's at, she's in Chicago. She's in Chicago later on, or maybe LA. But she's Where's the Beef? The, the fabulous Moolah. No, no. This woman. <laughs> she, she, the best is when they cut to her. The Where's the Beef lady. She's got a microphone and she's supposed to say Where's the Beef, but she doesn't know how the microphone works and she's just waving it in the air, going Where's the Beef? And she's just an old lady, right? She's yeah. An old lady. So it's funny, but Herb was the equivalent of the Where's the Beef Lady, where Burger King was like, who loves Burger King? Herb loves Burger King. Okay. And everybody's like, who's Herb? Who's Herb? And at the Super Bowl, Herb was going to be revealed. Just some geek. Yeah. That's like like a Harvey Whippleman type yeah. guy. Anyways, Herb was there to ring the bell. Your fucking 80s decade. God damn. <laughs> we had Herb. We had Herb. <laughs> Well, you got Jared. Who's Herb had never molested anyone. You got That's fucking Jared. So fuck off. You leave he was a herbivore. He didn't. <laughs> when Jared asks, "Where's the beef?" It's not a good. It's not a good answer. Fucking Jared. So where? What else do? What else do we got there? So Herb's the ring announcer. Uh, yeah. Main event. Uh, you, uh, Joan Rivers, we got. Uh, oh my God, Joan Rivers. Back when she couldn't get booked for anything. No, <laughs> she could not get booked for anything. Was she at all the WrestleManias then? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a Trump connection. Uh, I love Joan Rivers, but she made that movie, I guess, uh, like a, it was a few, like Spaceballs? a, do- no, a docu- <laughs> documentary uh, before she, di- like a few years before she died, but she was still talking about how she couldn't get booked on anything <laughs> oh yeah well she yeah. she did the she went yeah. against johnny carson and yeah. Johnny carson buried her yeah and that was it you know that it was, was tough that was a tough sled you know it was very tough for her to go against johnny i love johnny carson though yeah just a mean alcoholic oh <laughs> that, that, that could do Re- magic resen- oh. resented women what a guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on over to my couch <laughs> Four wives, he made marriage a hobby. Fucking you know? beauty. Yeah, the Piper match was great. Pretty pretty much decent. I love that Mr. T, he didn't like Mr. T at WrestleMania. No. But he sold out to fight him again for WrestleMania 2. Mm-hmm. So, we're in Chicago now. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Chicago. Velvet McIntyre versus Moolah. Oh, my God. Women, early 80s wrestling. Oh, We man. needed that revolution so bad. <laughs> well, Wendy so Richter, bad. is weird how she, like, uh, got... This is the original screw job, eh? Yes. They, yes, she got screwed. It was before WrestleMania, right? Yes. And so they had... Uh, uh, Moolah just showed up randomly like she didn't know she was get, supposed to drop the belt no. and then Moolah showed up randomly and she sees Moolah before the match and realizes well Moolah Isn't never she's not on the card and she never just shows up you know what I mean unless yeah. she's on she doesn't just come to hang out and then yeah she ended up losing the belt and she never she got on a plane and flew back home wherever she lived never wrestled again yeah like that was it like but she was like the champion at the time like she was no one she was even in the cartoon and shit like she was so over she was yeah as popular as hulk hogan how crazy is that though it is like, crazy, and especially when Mula takes the mask off. Yeah. After she wins, is like it's a fuck you, and I think it had something to do with uh, Mula. Like Mula used to control all the women wrestlers. Mm-hmm. She got their, uh, a quarter of their paycheck or something like that, and she booked them all as well. 
and there was also a midget. So they're only the making like yeah, yeah. So so she's making fifty five percent or something. Maybe Wendy Richter, <laughs> you know, did not want to go against that, or maybe she wanted to make all of her money and she didn't want to have to deal with Mula. And they're like, we got to screw her. I don't know, but they screwed her regardless. That was the first that screw job that nobody her. talks about. <laughs> Wendy Richter was hot. And she was, yeah, especially in comparison to Mula and Bill oh, yeah. McIntyre. Oh, but Leilani Kai. Yes, please. Lay on me, Kai. Yes, please. I like being on a podcast where all this shit fucking flies. (laughs) 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 We have after the women's match, what we got? Uh, first of all, I love the fact I didn't know that a midget did that as well. Oh yeah, and Lord 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 Littlebrook, Littlebrook, who is was the midget that controlled all the midgets. You had to book all the midgets through Lord Littlebrook. Okay, I'm gonna That's go. That's why he's a lord. I'm gonna go off track for a second. I I got one of the weirdest stand-up shows I ever did in my life. It was fucking insane. So I'm I'm. Uh, it was the Iron Sheik's managers. They they booked me to do uh, do the show up at the. Um, it was like a private event uh, club that they have, and I go up there and there's this this comedian, uh, and I, I'll just name his name because. I mean, he was, he knows what he did. Mm-hmm. He, Ronan Geisler, I guess. He's a younger comic. Yeah, I've seen him before. Yeah, he's a nice guy and all. He, he showed up, though, and he was on the, uh, they asked us, like, if they said, like, to get, it's like a gambling, like, poker thing, and I think it was distracting from what they were already doing, so it wasn't a good situation for the comics, but he said, the, the guys are like, if you just roast us a little bit, everyone here knows us, so it might, like, get their attention, but this guy, Ronan, goes up with, uh, with, like, cue cards whatever and so he had like his roast jokes written out which really wasn't what they meant like they said just go up make fun of us a little bit but he goes up with his like cue cards like he's doing like a roast of these guys and the crowd did not fucking like it (laughs) at all right like they they just were like they're like getting mad on behalf of like the guys who are running it and then the jokes weren't going over either and uh, (laughs) so the one brother who uh they're twin brothers the one brother walks up and he like grabs the mic off of ronan he goes i'm sorry guys i don't know who the fuck this guy is my brother fucking booked him it's like i'm sorry this is bad (laughs) like it's just like turning so toxic on this poor fucking guy eh? and then so he keeps trying to fucking do his material after that and then this giant fucking like wrestler guy comes out of the back and walks up he's like this is your fucking a game they're paying you to be here and this is what you're fucking doing he's like get off the fucking stage and this guy's huge like he was like an intimidating dude like i'd be fucking a little bit rattled too if that guy was getting in my grill the guy ronan keeps fucking going (laughs) jesus so ronan keeps going uh and like i don't know like what was going on there and he just but he keeps going and then finally one of the megan brothers just walks up he like does like the the cut signals like "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh you're cut you're done this is finished it's over Uh (laughs) takes the mic off him ladies and gentlemen i'm fucking so sorry but like everyone was like kind of booing the guy it was like a really like one of the roughest nights at the office i've ever fucking seen oh my god and he's like time for a fucking real comedian brings me out of my call no so now i have no choice but to throw this guy under the bus like i felt i felt bad but so i come up and i you know i rip on him whatever and but i could only maybe get like 70% 70% of the crowd back and it was the 30% was so loud that like it was ruining the f- show was yeah. fucked right yeah yeah so I keep I do my set and I'm like I'm all done and uh, all of a sudden 
the fucking midget wrestlers just come out and they just start fucking fighting like a full-on like we're talking like four midgets just fucking beating the shit out of each other all over this fucking bar it wasn't even on the stage like they're suplexing each other onto like fucking couches and all wait the- was this a part of the entertainment yeah it was like oh, okay. it was part of it but we didn't know what was going on right so it's like we every time i fucking bomb now i just want to be like bring out the midgets <laughs> <laughs> the crowd was going nuts like they're just like luchas doors just fucking fighting like right in the middle like all over the bar it's like a hardcore match and uh and ronan stick around and was like partying with people like what are you fucking sticking around for <laughs> like, i'm sorry i gotta say i will say this and I was, i'll say it to his face when i see him but like you have when you have a set like that you gotta fucking get the fuck out it's like michael corleone in the fucking restaurant in godfather one you fucking fucking drop the gun and make no eye contact and just walk right out of the fucking oh, restaurant yeah. man get out oh, of there but he hangs there like what are you what's this motherfucker schmoozing for <laughs> Eat, yeah. eating crackers and shit my, 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 my worst show ever i've never went back to the venue ever again and yeah. nor will i ever go in step into that venue but like it was just so it was just a bad like it was just a bad setup too for like for for ronan and i like i like i can't like you know i can't even remember what his material was but it was just a bad setup up and then yeah. but when the midget wrestlers come out after like oh my god and it was it was pretty fucking entertaining i was like videotaping it's on, on my instagram tyler morrison one two three <laughs> where where are we in the uh, uh matches now? we got corporal kirshner versus oh Nikolai for fuck's Volkow. sakes corporal kirshner jesus christ i can't stand corporal kirshner yeah it's i don't just, it was such a poor Okay, we got a slimmer, trimmer, better shape Sergeant Slaughter, but Sergeant Slaughter's now a G.I. Joe, you fucking yeah. idiot. Slaughter was the goods. He, he was so good, and he's such a good wrestler, and Corporal Kirshner was just bullshit, but the best was Nikolai Volkov at the very start just decides to go with a spin kick out of nowhere, but it's the slowest spin kick, and he hits him in the upper thigh because oh. he couldn't get his leg at all like who are you rvd or fucking or or, or fucking rv you you know like it's so funny you could throw a better spin i have thrown better spin kicks (laughs) (laughs) Uh. ridiculous and corporal cursor is just a joke but then jeff never knew when we went into the battle royal yeah, this and, is a great story. And, and I didn't so know this. When I saw Bret Hart live, somebody asked him about the Battle Royal WrestleMania 2. Mm-hmm. And they said, what, somebody said, what was the deal with, with Russ Francis? So Russ Francis is one of the last guys to enter the Royal Rumble, the Battle Royal. And he's like, from the, uh, what team was he from? I don't know, Pittsburgh. or he was, He's not even from the Bears. He's from an yeah. NFL team. Yeah. He's an NFL running back. And they said, now he's following in his father's footsteps, living the dream, and he's getting into the wrestling ring. So I guess his dad was somebody that was a wrestler, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So he's supposed to get thrown out early, but he doesn't want to go out. (laughs) So he gets thrown out early, and he comes back in. And he gets back in, and he gets in there, and he decides to go after Andre. And, you know, and he's trying to... So he goes, and he's on Andre... And then Andre just says, like, fuck off. Like, you're supposed to be out of here. You know? And Andre gives him a headbutt. Oh, but shit. a real headbutt. Oh, and that's a big head. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. knocks him down. And then the guy is standing in the corner. And he's clearly probably concussed. He can't stop. No, like, he's shaking. holding his head. He's, holding yeah. his head. <laughs> he's, he's trying to shake it off. Yeah. He's holding the ropes. Oh, he's shit. a little dizzy for a good at least four minutes. Like, 
throughout the match, he keeps holding his head because, and he's not selling. He's hurt because Andre's like, oh, boom, but oh, him for fuck. real. And then, and, and then, and then he goes after Andre again later, and he just chops him and drops him. Oh my and god! He, so the best is the, the is time like. They're getting down to like the final five. He's not even supposed to be in the ring. The only wrestler, the only football player in the ring at that point is the fridge because yeah. he's an icon. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. So just what and they that was the year they won the Super Bowl yeah, too. Yeah, they right? won the Super Bowl. Fucking Russ Francis Super Bowl shuffle. So the Hart Foundation go to grab him. He he's like a, a a guy trying to avoid a fight in a schoolyard. He underducks fucking Anvil and runs into the other way, and then they try to grab him again. And he underducks Brett and runs, runs, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like and, a streaker, and, and apparently he said he something. Is, to, yeah, he said something to Brett like, I, "I can't go out. I can't go out." And he goes, I can't go over the top rope. And they're like, no, no, you're going over the fucking top rope. And because he doesn't go over the top rope properly, and he's trying to duck under the back rope when he's trying, like that, as they throw him out, he closed, when they throw him out, uh-huh. he clotheslines himself on the bottom rope and fucking his neck snaps up. Uh-huh. And then he hits the ground. So it's really bad. Oh, painful. But after you realize that this asshole does not want to follow the rules of wrestling, yeah, it's like, dude, it's not fucking real. No, you're no. not going to beat Andre the Giant. I thought you were going to say, you were eliminated. <laughs> yeah, you were eliminated. So that's very funny. Yeah, go uh, to all the listeners. Go back and watch it. Uh, just that match. For and just that. watch him. Yeah. Just watch him. the entire it's match. hilarious. It's yeah. really funny, and it brings new perspective to Yeah, I'm going to watch that Already sure. a classic match. And then the next match after that is one of the best. Or one of the best things is, too. While Macho Man is leaving the ring after George Steele, and they have to clean up the ring of all the turnbuckle shit, George Wells is already in the ring. He's already in the ring. They come back, they're cleaning up, they show him sweeping up the ring, and George Wells is standing in the corner. Yeah. He's already in the ring, waiting for the fucking Holding thing. his broom. Uh, he's probably there to go clean up and then wrestle. That's got to be tough for George Wells, seeing all the NFL players, and he's just CFL, CFL Many CFL players. We already did a list with Kenny Reed. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch, man. They did the best CFL players to turn wrestlers. Oh, that's nice. It's quite a quite a good list. Farouk, baby. Farouk, yes, of course. So many. The Rock. The Rock. Actually, I did not include The Rock on my list because he didn't end up playing. He never played, did he? No, he only played two preseason games, and you know he makes my list. (laughs) He makes my list. So, so then we go into the Bulldog match. The Bulldogs. Ozzy Osbourne's there. He doesn't even remember being there. He has no recollection. <laughs> Neither does Dynamite Kid. No, not Dynamite Kid. Yeah, but Dynamite Kid took a headbutt and oh, yeah. knocked him off the oh, turnbuckle. Yeah. He doesn't get back into the ring to get his belt. No, he's fucked. Fucking Lou Albano's like, I gotta have those belts. <laughs> he's the first one in there. He's grabbing both belts. It's like, settle down, fucking Lou. Because he's had 16 championship fucking reigns with different just, tag teams. Just because you're eating out Cindy Lauper. <laughs> <laughs> He was the father. Papa Dumfries. Yeah, no, that's Madonna. Yeah. What do you think about uh, the Bulldog Dare match there, Jeffy? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great, uh, great match. I can't really. Oh, oh, we forgot to mention the uh, the matter of fact ring announcer. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. He's, he's like, and uh, now the WWF Championship match. And British Bulldogs. <laughs> Bulldogs. <laughs> Did they have the Fink and Lord Alfred Hayes at the different fucking, uh, like, cities? Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The, so the third, everybody spread out. There's, third this, tier? there's one ring announcer in, in the middle one in Chicago. He looks like 
John Tash. <laughs> and he has the energy of John, John Tash. Tash. <laughs> and the energy of John Tash's music. Where he's like, your winner and new champions, the British Bulldogs. What a fucking guy. You know, like, oh, who, my God. Who, just a little side note or whatever. Who was the um, uh, ring announcer when Owen Hart died? The was ring it, announcer yeah, when Owen Hart died? Yeah. I don't, it, I don't know. I have no imagine idea. Be, yeah, probably the fin- imagine yeah. how fucking shitty he'd feel knowing that uh, right before Owen died, he said this match is scheduled for one fall. <laughs> I know. <laughs> imagine but being in, that. Yeah, but in hindsight, he had to be glad it wasn't best two out of three falls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, Blue blazing him today, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so we're on to the... Yeah, so we're on to... LA now and we're, we're we're never gonna have a heart on this show <laughs> that's the second time you've made fun of own hearts <laughs> you called Jim Nightheart a crack I did not say that <laughs> did I, I call did him a cra- I called him a crack yeah. I, I, I love the hearts though we do we do we just you we're know, just jokers uh-huh. we're just jokers these are the only jokes <laughs> and uh, and I you know I will not edit conversations. Uh, or Brett's or in a not. tag team with himself now, the Heart and Stroke Foundation. Okay, that is horrible. <laughs> I, I, I can, now you're an asshole. I cannot endorse that. If we're doubling down, right? No, no, no. Sometimes they're going to be the shows. My dad had a dungeon too when I was a kid. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it was like this, uh, some kids today are like, oh, my dad has his Dungeons and Dragons. Did you, know, <laughs> did you go to the dungeon in Calgary? What, fucking Graham James' fucking apartment? <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> God. People uh, Google Graham James in oh. America. Google Graham James. It's it's uh yeah he's a hockey coach that uh, molested uh, a couple guys when in junior or a lot of people but. A couple of them ended up being NHL players. Uh, basically, it's uh, uh, was it uh, Joe Paterno on ice? Is that the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, nobody ever tried Jerry Sandusky nobody, on ice. Sandusky. Nobody, nobody yeah. ever tried to stop him except for the bus driver that flipped their bus one time. <laughs> he, he, he saw it in his preview mirror and oh. said, "I got to end this." Oh, you know, because Swift Current Broncos were in a bus accident one time mm-hmm. back when Graham James was coaching. We're it's fucking a, great at hey, inside um, baseball. In, in, let's uh, let's get on to L.A. Where were we in L.A.? Hercules Hernandez versus Ricky Steamboat, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, what, anything? anything? <laughs> We've had so much pedophilia talk on this episode. I, Why, is Hercules a diddler? <laughs> no. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Okay, okay. No. no, 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 he's just... Ricky Steamboat. Have fun with your episode with him. You know, okay. Why? What's wrong with Ricky no, Steamboat? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm Fine kidding. with that, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, Ricky Steamboat was amazing. Not everybody was. listens to every episode, all right? So let's just get this, that out. I don't think anyone... Gonna listen to this one. Well, <laughs> they are because Jeff McHenry's on the fucking show. Yeah, yeah. The, the most requested <laughs> three requests from coast from to coast. Jeff McHenry's requested the most, ladies and gentlemen. Three requests for Jeff McHenry. That is the most requested. Three requests. One is from his mom, and then no, she doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have Lord Alfred Hayes, Jesse Ventura, Elvira, the Mistress of Dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's grossed out by blood 
during the King Kong Bundy match. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they stop it? Yeah. yeah. Because it's wrestling. What else do we have besides Hercules and Steamboat, Jeff? Uh, well, first, yeah, you have Elvira and uh, Jesse Ventura just openly flirting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear they fucked that night. It's, yeah. And considering that they look like two male characters from a gay bar <laughs> during a Pride week, uh, they definitely fucked that night. Yeah, definitely. So, um, what was the match after Steamboat? Oh, buddy. Uncle Elmer versus Adrian Adonis. Oh, that was bad. Christ, that's a horrible match. That's a bad match. That's a bad match. Mm. Any match with Uncle Elmer mm. is a horrible match. No, you ain't gonna eat my pig parts. <laughs> you, you had a great line. Do you remember what you said? Uncle Elmer, uh, yeah, I said Uncle Elmer was 23 when he <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestled that match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he clearly looks like he's 43. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? And so after that match, we had. Uh, there was maybe one more match before the main event. Uh, well, you have the. <laughs> so they show Hulk getting the uh, avalanche. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Hulk getting the avalanche. He's getting his ribs broke. Oh fuck, how many times did that guy get his ribs broken? And that was like always Hulk Hogan's thing. Like Earthquake broke his ribs. Like... Everybody breaks his ribs. Oh, they yeah. never fully healed after Bundy. <laughs> and then Slamming Giant fucking tore up his ribs. Oh yeah. yeah. So so he's got broken ribs and they cut to him doing deadlifts on a bench <laughs> with his doctor by his side and he's like, eh, I wouldn't uh, <laughs> do this match you could risk permanent injury i'm like i don't think you should be doing fucking deadlifts on a bench with fucking broken ribs or 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 he's trying to do chin-ups yeah with a with a hundred pounds around his yeah. neck and somewhere yeah, that was fucking crazy somewhere yeah. the junkyard dog's like brother i need that chain to go to the ring <laughs> junkyard dog and tito santana against the funk brothers oh that's right of course it wasn't dory funk jr it's hoss that's like a, yeah. Hoss Funk, that's what they call him, Hoss Funk. Or maybe his other brother Das, Das, Das Funk, Daft. That's the joke I'm looking for. Done. Anyways, <laughs> we're winding down on this podcast. <laughs> we're coming up to the main event and the end of the show. <laughs> we're coming up to the main event, so we might as well wind down. And we're getting canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, here we are at Hulk Hogan of King Kong Bundy. Oh, oh, first of all, uh, so they introduce Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda is the ring announcer. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Slim yeah. fast. Yeah. Then Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder. Booed out of the building. Good. Nobody loves the champ. Or silver spoons. <laughs> and then the Clearly, guy. Gary Coleman fans there in the house that do not like Richie Schroeder. They, they had a feud. Before. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And then the special guest referee Robert Conrad. Robert Conrad. Some fucking character actor. Which my which I said it was probably Schroeder's agent going, look, you can have Ricky, but you got to take Robert Conrad. <laughs> yeah. Like, Who's Robert Conrad? And like he's got to be on the show. And they're like, he's sleeping on my couch. I got a girl coming over. I got to fuck. Get, get him out of my fucking apartment for a night or robert conrad just shows up and he's like I'm, I, I, terry i just want to be on the show i'm not booked i'm not booked terry can you get me on the show i'm not booked terry i can't be on the show just get out of here dennis stamp so um yeah your your character actor is the is the fucking guest referee for the main event Let's yes say, wrestlemania 33 referee wallace sean yeah. oh yeah and, and ringing the bell of WrestleMania 30, Robert Forrester. 
Maybe. Yeah. I want to be such a low level celebrity that I get Charles to ring the bell. <laughs> Judge Reinhold. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. It's he's the judge. He's the jury. And he's the executioner. <laughs> Tyler, one time in high school, <sighs> after Hogan one time said he was the judge, jury, and executioner on Saturday night's main event, um, this guy came in to uh, football practice on Monday, and obviously inspired by the Hulk- Hulkamania that, that took over his body. Uh, he got liquid paper. And he fucking wrote judge, jury, and executioner on his helmet. But he started the front, so it was like, judge, jury. And then all through the side, executioner. It's a long rap. I know, I know. And he couldn't even spell executioner right. Oh, oh boy, no. shop majors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounds like he got the same fucking concussion Buddy did in the Battle Royal. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? I make fun of shop majors, but now when I go to Canadian Tire to get my car fixed, it's fucking judge, jury, executioner. <laughs> fixing my car jeff that we have reached another episode mm-hmm. uh i know where i can find you in your room but where <laughs> where right. can the people that are listening find you that's right uh no Ooh, two microphones uh oh he's double dicking now conference. <laughs> uh just go to my website jeffmcenry.com j-e-f-f-m-c-e-n-e-r-y.com what's your cd called uh, Sunset Acres is available on iTunes. There we go. Hit that up. Sunset Acres available on iTunes. Tyler Morrison, where can we find you? What's going you, on with you, you these days? You can go on my website, uh, tylermorrison.ca. That has all my live dates. Um, and also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at tylermorrison1. Um, yeah, and you can get my albums on iTunes as well. Fantastic. I am uh, Casey Corbin, the Internet's number one Casey Corbin, on the uh, Instagram, comedian Casey Corbin. Um, also, don't don't forget to uh, find out the show, the show's social medias uh, at TNW Pod on Twitter, in Talking Wrestling at Instagram, and uh, Talking Wrestling on Gmail. Uh, folks, that has been another episode of Talking Wrestling. Thank you for uh, listening to the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Keep the reviews and the five star ratings coming, and we'll send you out those postcards. And uh, until next time, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears. Have a good day. We're out of here. Goodbye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.